Bonjour, amigo. Welcome back. First things first, do I have a story for you? And everyone loves a good story. Yes, Fish B, even Helen Keller, they would tap it to her. But Stop getting in the way of my story. You wait for a second. After failing to get a single delegate in a very, very, very disappointing New Hampshire primary showing, Senator Elizabeth Warren from neighboring Massachusetts still happily participated in her now famous selfie line. And it was there she met a young lady. The young lady was fighting back the tears as she explained to Warren that she's a broke college student, she's being financially crippled by debt, that she's drowning in student loans. And then she tells Senator Warren that she just checked her account and she only had $6 in the bank, just $6, but wanted Senator Warren to know that she just donated $3 to her campaign to keep her in this presidential fight. To which Elizabeth Warren responded, Is there any chance you could make it five? Any chance you can make it five? What up, Fishby? How are you? How are you? Yes, that story was true until uh, until the last line. But uh, whatever. I like. I thought my ending added uh, added a little color. A little color. Uh, do we have a tease card tonight, my extra dimensional musical best friend? We do. Why isn't it here? Your hands are busy. I obviously could you could you kick it over? Could you could you kick it over, Fishby? All right, thank you. On the show tonight, what happens when virtual reality meets your dead loved ones? Seems creepy. Is Big Snoop Dogg and Dog a thoughtful gentleman? And Isaiah, the tiny player has the best question of the day. Is that true? Is that is that really true, Fishby? I guess we'll find out. Thank you for the hot lead, as always, little buddy. Let us begin this show the only way we know how, with question one. Who will be president on this day next year? Donald Trump or any member of the Democratic field. Donald Trump or the whole field on this day next year? Candidly? IDK, I don't know. Here's what I do know. That this election, not only the most important of all of our lives, guaranteed just by virtue of the current occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the White House, to be the craziest shit show in the history of American elections. We thought 2016 was something. 2020 is is just going to be absolutely nuts. That, that, that I know for sure. And uh, I read something today. This should scare all Democrats. In a new Gallup poll... 61% of Americans say that they're better off today than they were three years ago. 61% of Americans say that they are personally better off than they were three years ago. 
To put that in perspective, no president has ever been above 50% in an election year since Reagan. Obama's top number was like 45% and he got reelected. Trump is at 61%. But it's not all good news for the Trumpster fire. Uh, the famous right track, wrong track poll, like what track is America going down? Are we on the right track? Or are we on the wrong track? That number's not so great. It's uh, uh, the real clear politics average. They, they average all the polls, and then you get the, the real clear politics average. Hence the name average. Uh, 39.3% of Americans believe the country as a whole is on the right track. 54.2% believe the nation as a whole is on the wrong track, and yes, I'm aware those numbers don't add up to 100%, but they never do. These polls, I tell you. What's next? Why isn't Mayor Pete's victory in Iowa and a tremendous showing in New Hampshire as an out and happily married gay man a bigger deal? Yeah, as a show, we should we should call a quick timeout on that, and all of us just reflect on that. I mean, I mean, eight years ago, not even President Obama was in favor of gay marriage, and now we've come all this way. And it's not like Mayor Pete won California. Mayor Pete won Iowa. I know it's just the Democrats. I know if it was the whole statewide, it's a Republican state. I know it's just the Democrats. But Mayor Pete won Iowa, as an out and happily married gay man. I did hear one theory on this today, that the reason the media isn't playing this up probably as much as they should or, or justifiably should, is that the political media is basically all based out of New York and or Washington, D.C., and in New York and or Washington, D.C., it's really not a big deal. It's totally acceptable to be an out and happily married gay man. So the prism by which the journalists are viewing the story, it, if you follow that, and I think you do. Random aside, I was, uh, I was driving to the psychiatrist this morning, and I was listening to Rush Limbaugh, El Rushbo, as I like to do. Not, not a big fan of uh, Russia's politics. We're, we're on different sides of the street politically. But uh, as I've said before, I, uh, we wish Russia well for his health. And I do respect what uh, Rush brings to a radio program. He's really, really fucking good at radio. But he, uh, he, he was already calling Mayor Pete very coyly and, uh, and very cutely. Uh, is coyly a word? Uh, to Mayor Pete as Mayor Booty Judge. Which is, which is low-hanging fruit for, for his audience to, to jab a little fun, to have a little fun at the gay guy's expense, Mayor Booty Judge. So glad to see uh, with Rush's illness, it's, it's caused him to, uh, in his Medal of Honor, to, or is it Medal of Freedom? One of those, to reflect. And, uh, and yeah, still, uh, still, still, still the same old Rush. What's next?
are you picking up on the signs that the apocalypse is near? Uh, I'm not sure I believe in the apocalypse, therefore I uh, dispute the premise of the question. Uh, but I'll try, I'll, try, I'll try to go with it nonetheless. The signs that the apocalypse is near. Well, you've got a Trump in the White House, and uh, you've got a chump... Uh, as attorney general who has who has no interest in justice, which is weird for an attorney general. Usually justice, as head of the justice department, you would think the attorney general would care about something like, I don't know, justice. But that apparently is a bridge too far for the not-so-honorable William P. Barr. But, uh... I did see this story. This uh, gives me a place to uh, to plug this into the show. Uh, and this might be a sign of the apocalypse. A This is unbelievable, unbelievable to me. A Pennsylvania elementary school, Pennsylvania elementary school, called the cops, called the law, called the five O's, called in backup, called the cops on a female kindergartner with Down syndrome for making a finger gun at her teacher. Read it today. A Pennsylvania elementary school called the cops on a female kindergartner with Down syndrome for making a finger gun at her teacher. Yeah. What's next? Are you sure that South Korea is taking over the world? Well, well no, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously not 100% sure that South Korea is taking over the world. Parasite, uh, that movie is more popular than Harley Quinn, and Harley Quinn has Margot Robbie in it. Last time I checked, Margot Robbie wasn't in Parasite. Parasite, full of Asians. Uh, the, you got uh, 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 K-pop, uh, Korean barbecue and kimchi, the best non-AI Go players on the planet, uh, also South Korea. And is this going to become a thing? It's starting in South Korea, just like Parasite and K-pop and Korean barbecue and kimchi. Is this going to become a thing? They have a new reality show. New reality show where through the magic of virtual reality, through the magic of VR, people's dead loved ones are being recreated so they can virtually interact in front of a live studio audience. The first episode was a mom and a daughter that passed away a few years ago when the daughter was seven. And they recreated this little girl, and the mom got to go, like, meet her and touch her and talk to her through the magic. Or, I don't know exactly what this is. I'm not sure magic is the right term. It's, I, this is, that's weird. This is weird. Like, this is happening in South Korea. Like, um... I guess that's I guess that's part of the future that uh, 
we probably all need to get ready for. It's just, that's that, that's a weird thing. That is a that is a weird weird thing. And uh, we, but it also reminds me. I just want to say hello. How you doing? To your uh, to my future and your future great 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 grandkids. Hello, hello, hi. It's me. It's me. Your crazy great 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 grandpa, Uncle Bob. <laughs> Yeah, Grandma Uncle Bob, sure. Why not? What the hell? What's next? Would you consider Snoop Dogg a thoughtful gentleman? Yes, yes, I have become the arbiter of what constitutes a thoughtful gentleman and what doesn't. Uh, first things first, hashtag I'm with Gail. I'm with Gail. I've been with Gail since the beginning. Snoop Dogg went too far in his online threats and, and foul language towards Gail. We already have enough venom towards journalists from the before-mentioned resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the White House. We don't, we don't need any more unnecessary venom. We don't need any more journalists traveling with security because they're being threatened. Hashtag I'm with Gail. But Snoop Dogg says he talked to his mom, got some sage advice, and today Snoop Dogg once again took to the social media, but today gave a very earnest and what appeared to be sincere apology to Gail King. He pointed out that two wrongs don't make a right. So good on Snoop Dogg for doing that, but I mean, he did call, he, in addition to the threats, he did call Gail a funky dog-haired bitch. A funky dog-haired, I mean, and, and that's just not nice. I mean, he did apologize, that's what a thoughtful gentleman would do that, but a thoughtful gentleman wouldn't call any person a funky dog-haired bitch. Like, no, that's not, that's not right. And, 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 and in the privacy of his own home, can you imagine big Snoop Dogg, the 48-year-old man that he is, can you imagine him in the privacy of his own home so he doesn't create a cacophony of man jazz sitting down to urinate? I can't see it either. And again, is that just because we associate this bizarre, macho image of men standing up to urinate because that's what we've been told our whole entire lives? What's next? What's it like living with what they call an invisible disability? What's it like living with what they call an invisible disability? Tell you what, let's uh, let's put that question on hold and let's let's save that for uh, next Monday show because next Monday show is going to be the chapter number that comes in between uh, four twelve and four fourteen. So we're going to do a uh, we're going to do an interlude. We're going to do a show about a show, and we can deal with that then. So all right, that's for Monday. What's next? Are you boycotting tomorrow's show since you're scared of tomorrow's date? Yes, tomorrow is the day. It's the number between. It's February. It's got to be February 13th. We go ahead and say it. Uh, but tomorrow, uh, it's going to be chapter 411. 11 is a lucky number in my world. Tomorrow also 
day 30 of the 30-day yoga challenge. And Adrian, today on day 29, YouTube Yoga with Adrian, has promised me a surprise. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's, it's a surprise. I bet it's yoga related. Uh, uh, but a couple days ago, YouTube Yoga with Adrian also told me that you're only as happy and as healthy as your spine. And, and that, uh, and I'm like, well, fuck, that, that explains a lot, man. That, that explains a lot. Oh, there's Isaiah's music. Let's uh, see what kind of question we got here. Tonight, Isaiah the Tiny Player, who always gets the last question, it's how we know we get to the last question, comes from our nine-year-old executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player. Tonight, Isaiah writes, in the future, do you think they'll genetically alter elephants so they can shit baked potatoes. <laughs> In the future, do you think they'll genetically alter elephants so they can shit baked potatoes? Our nine-year-old executive producer has really done it tonight. I agree, Fishby. I was ready to mock you, but I agree. That is probably the that is probably the, the question of the day. That is uh, that is really something. Um, I mean, in the future, I mean, if we're gonna be hanging out with uh, dead loved ones via VR, um, uh, uh, you know, we we could all dream. We could all dream about a utopia. Maybe that's heaven. Maybe that's nirvana. And 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 elephants shit baked potatoes. Uh, but it that seems uh, it seems to my to my uh, a uh, fragile and, and and immature and sophomoric twenty twenty brain that that seems like an impossibility. But what the hell do I know? What the hell? great question? Great question. And now we go to the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego. And the finale. Kick it, Fishby. Former Michael Jackson pal and former Mila Kunis boyfriend, Macaulay Culkin, has given his first interview in 15 years, and it'll be an Esquire, and that explains why he's on the cover, and unlike Jennifer Aniston, he stayed warm by wearing pants. Sirius XM is making a $75 million investment in SoundCloud, and that's good for us because... Even though we're on every major podcast platform, SoundCloud, the original and the only place that has all 410 shows. Gucci Mane and Christina Ricci are both 40 today, 40 years old. And he was great in Spring Breakers. Not Vanessa Hudgens great, but great. Vanessa should have won an Oscar. And Christina Ricci, she's great in everything. Love her. Seba the Standard Poodle is the champion of champions, or whatever they call it at the Westminster Dog Show. And even though everyone but poodle owners and dog show judges find that haircut ridiculous, at 70 pounds, Seba could eat a baby dog dolphin, so check yourself. The chairman of the Iowa Democratic Party is resigning after the caucuses, and he did such a great job, nobody knows why. Married celebrities Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are having a baby, and they're naming it after deceased father Ned Stark. KFC and Weird Sandals company Crocs are teaming up for the latest footwear in the Crocs that look like a fried chicken bucket genre, and they have a fried chicken tassel that looks and smells like chicken. 
And I already fear the racist Black History Month memes on 4chan and 8chan and fuckchan. Sadly, any fried chicken announcement in February is racist t-ball. And lastly, my sincere apologies for saying Nevada and South Carolina vote on the Sundays of the 22nd and the 29th. Uh, those days are Saturdays of this month. And even with Fishbee's help, I am still human, and being confused by my desk calendar might be the lamest excuse ever, but it happened my bad. My bad! Thank you, my friends. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, uh, uh, doing it again for chapter uh, 411, uh, Manana. At Bob's Fish Bowl, or at Bob Van Dyne. Got a website, too, bobsfishbowl.com. Till manana, say adios, fish bee.